welcome to our third episode of the Hive Mind podcast. Unfortunately, we've just... Oh, there we go. Screen sharing is back because that was a pain. Uh, we are possibly testing out an audience participation. Currently, this is closed to the members of our Discord, which is slowly, slowly growing. Uh, the details I will share um, on the episode. Don't try and write it down because reading it out last week was great fun because just nonsense um so we have now been to the nottingham gt basically one of the final events in the uk that is for the itc or the uktc this season because it sort of goes across the two years and that's sort of the major focus of this episode um again lessons learned from last episode hands up works it is much better to be in school uh, apparently that really helps you to Stay focused and not talk over each other. We have the return of Matt. Um, we've convinced him to come back, um, mostly because he enjoyed Nottingham. So he's going to talk at length, probably about Ravenwing and how amazing they are, and then probably talk about 33-point Terminators. We also have Simone returning and Alex joining us again. Uh, so, Hi. Hello, everyone. <laughs> and Matt even has his beautiful face and no odd Holt mask. Uh this time there is our facebook page that is the main way to sort of get introduced to us there is the discord link on there and the discord link on the actual episode alex's hair is off the chart so. yeah sorry about my hair everybody <laughs> have you not found time in your hobbying to go for a haircut alex i've put a band in if that helps <laughs> can i ask a question james of course are we famous here <laughs> If if thirty people famous counts as thirty famous, yes. Um, you know, compared to last week, we're more famous than we were. So on to this episode. So hobby products, as we always like. Prosper one. Simone, you have been hacking away with saws, I believe, in your hobby. I did. I did. In my hobby progress, I received from Amazon a small David statue. The, the sculpture from Michelangelo and uh, I have to cut it in half to look a little bit more destroyed, ruined and then it's going to be the base for my Firenze night, so mm. for my Florence night, which I'm going to work on, so exciting I still have my all my ten fingers in my hands, so that's, that's a good. good achievement, and that's been my hobby progress, I haven't done much nice. more than that to be honest That's fair, uh, Matt has uh i made a bit have of progress. gone a little bit deep into the hobby progress this this last week because <laughs> nice. um, there was there was Since this little, yesterday this this little data slate drop didn't it um mm. yeah i've gone a little bit deep I, I i've got sort of three redemptors my third thunder strikes turned up um another 20 terminators turned up um, and there's another Talonmaster on the way and a Primaris Tech Marine on the way. Um, Jeez. Because the Astartes Crusades are back, baby. And the Raven Wing are turning into the Iron Wing. And we are here to eradicate everything on the tabletop. But you haven't so got any I, uh, Yeah. So. I've. I've <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm enjoying the hobby side again at the moment. Well, I'm not actually, because building Redemptors was a pain in the backside. Um, they're a beautiful model to paint and build, but they're very freely posable, and that's not my sort of they hobbying. Are. 
But um, no, um, I've, cool. I'm back enjoying building discs again. Do you tempted, Matt, to um, instead of making a third Thunderstrike with strength 10 and strength 9 weapons, you could just make a Storm Speeder Hail Strike and have um, Heavy 8, Strength 4, AP 1, Damage 1, Twin Iron Rail, Heavy Stubber. I, I could do, but I've just got a second Talon Master. <laughs> why, yeah. why not? I could do. So, serious question. <laughs> Matt, mm-hmm. um, don't you find this type of hobby a bit of a chore? So, when I build for a list, I have to build and paint 20 Terminator, like in your case, I do find a, a little bit like a chore. So, events they do help to, to make me finish up, but it does feel like a chore. Do you have the same feeling or no? I used to. And then I got an airbrush and it makes Ah. batch painting 10 times easier. In fact, I prefer doing it this way now because with an airbrush, you can batch paint. You can just do Xenophil painting for the bulk of a model and then just go back in with an actual paintbrush and just fill in the detail. But you get all the the bait, especially for Marines, where it's like it's one big block color. And then you go back and do the silver, the red, you know, weapons and bits. Um, I, I now prefer nice. doing it this way, and I'd, I'd rather paint 20 Terminators in one hit than do five, and then five, and then five, and then five, and then another five, because I need 50, oh, right? Nice. Um, they're, I, I don't know if um, you've heard, but they're 33 points a model now. Um, <laughs> yeah, someone told me, yeah. So, There's yeah, I mean, Marco, Marco I'm, I'm picking up Marco's point, because I think Marco and me might vibe on this a little bit. Um, yeah, so the Deathwing Terminator upgrades are free now, Marco. So that that twenty-five point cycling missile launcher, yeah, not free. The yeah, shame they're point. still crap. <laughs> they are. I mean, they're you take them because they're free. Yeah, <laughs> free is good. Free stuff yeah. is good stuff, isn't it? It'll be turn five when you're trying to shoot those. What is it? Ten. Twelve. 10 I've got missile launchers. Twelve. Six. Six, nice. six cycling missiles. So that's 12 missiles a turn, yeah. Uh, uh, strength so, 8 AP2, damage D6. I mean, they're not they're not going to set the world alight, but they might just pressure people to play honest a little bit with cover and stuff. So so in yeah. turn 3, you're just going to go, we're just going to skip that part of the phase. Turn 3, I've got chain fists. Why, why, why would... Why, yeah, these, these rockets, no. That's fair. Alex? Yeah, um, following up Simone's serious question with another serious question... Um, you are king of the Deathwing, or at least amongst us, and yet you're <laughs> you're not you're choosing not to use them, even with all of this free war gear. Why? Even after buying twenty of them again, it's. I, I think the Deathwing are like <laughs> that was a serious question. As you said, the Deathwing are my baby. Like I, I will go back to the Deathwing. I've I've bought twenty Terminators because I know I want to run fifty Terminators during our next league, which starts in Feb. I know that's a list I want to run. Um, I think the thing for me is I can see that style list, maybe not so much 50 Terminators with the free Cyclones, but I can see that style list having longevity, and it's one that I can see having play up to 10th probably. I think the the Iron Wing that I've gone for, the Thunderstrikes, the Redemptors, the Talon Masters, the Attack Bikes, everything with Heavy Doctrine, just sitting in Heavy, Blasting away with Codex Warfare for TVP a kill. I think 
that list is so strong i can't see it surviving the next data slate so like like i say to people like when tower dropped make hay while the sun shines like the sun is shining on that astartes build at the moment so if just enjoy it for a little bit because it's not going to last make hay yeah whilst, whilst the sun shines and just enjoy it whilst it's here for astartes players um because i think come come the what is it going to be sort of march april time there'll, there'll probably be another data yeah. slate drop april sort of time I think that yeah. build's going to go away because yeah. it is, it, it just, on paper, it feels crazy strong for Ravenwing. Crazy strong. So I just want to enjoy it whilst it's here and just be a terror no, a little fair. bit and then go back to the Deathwing as a more of a longevity. I mean, I love the Deathwing, even if that list goes away. I just love having that many Terminators. So, yeah, for me, it's just making hay whilst the sunshine. <clears throat> yeah. So nice. we're going to come to Alex last for the hobby progress, only because Alex has a wonderful story to share with us about how his hobbies are going not that you can see it very well but my blade guard for free it actually says zero it's upside down so you can't read it anyway but it actually says zero on the invoice um they turned up my uh yeah from the it's the one that you won nice yeah just from signing up to the newsletter they actually arrived it is real um otherwise um i've mostly been uh Similar to Matt, preparing for the uh, incoming marine meta. You know, five las cannons with a Terminator, who will also have a Cyclone missile launcher that will probably do about three damage across the course of 20 games. Um, I also um, got hold of an Invictor Warsuit, because they're now down to 140 points. I don't think it's going to suddenly, outside of Iron Hands, be a particularly competitive model because you're going to run three of them and just charge full on with reroll ones for all its heavy weapons all game. Great fun. But I really like the model and I thought, why not maybe use it in our little bombing league? That's sort of my hobby progress because my weekend was sort of taken up with Nottingham. Alex, the highlights of your hobby this week? I've been a busy boy as well. Does, um, does spending money count? as hobby <laughs> i think so i, I, I agree then i have been the champion this week i think <laughs> um someone asked me a few weeks ago what am i going to do differently in arcs of omen and i i said i'm going to do nothing different and we'll test that on thursday because matt and i have got iron wing versus goths so we'll find out how that goes well matt i was going to say what are you going to do differently in arcs of omen maybe lose a game would be nice <laughs> but I'm not planning on it. Um, but I am. I have. I have actually been looking at what I might do differently, and sort of testing a few different things out. Is there life beyond goths? I think there probably has to be. So I have built a few lists on Battlescribe and, and looked at the models that I haven't got, um, and, and bought lots, including knobs. Here's my knob. Oh no, no one can see it. I'm holding up a knob. Um, the people in the audience can. So the knobs got kind of good, we think. The Orc players think because their big choppers became free. So 17 points a model now for big chopper chopper. Um, or 22 points for power claw chopper. Uh, so nice. that'll be interesting to test um, with a couple of war bosses with, with the heroic support strat. So I've been doing that. and I've been So I'm going to paint them because I'm actually enjoying painting. Only infantry, mind. I haven't been enjoying painting anything else. And the other thing I've been doing is building some stuff for my son. Um, so a Storm Speeder, which will also be a Thunderstrike, funnily enough. 
not a hail strike. Um, and in October last year, Matt was very kind and gave my son Arlo a load of Blood Angels old models, some space, some Space Hulk stuff, uh, Kish back, Kish kit bashed, easy for you to say, Captain, um, nice. and a, a new box, a multi melter attack bike in the box. But because I've been having such, I've been doing lots of other things, and I've had so many models to build. So I finally got round two nights ago to, to making this multi-melter attack bike and I messaged Matt to say, thanks very much. I'm hoping it really pleased, exciting. And I opened it up <laughs> and Matt had already made it. The, the sprues were empty. Oh. So we had a, a disappointed Arlo and um, a very, very happy Alex because it was one less thing that I had to make. <laughs> So bring the attack bike was the attack bike in the in the box with the sprues or or you only no, got I the sprues think, i think matt's been playing games with this <laughs> there it is <laughs> he's holding it up now <laughs> painted Probably. in the colors of chaos Sorry. so all's well that ends well i think <laughs> oh. so I mean, ups and downs guy. i'm i'm one of these people that when i build a model i put the sprues back in a box for safekeeping because you never know when you want that heavy bolter or something. So I'm imagining there was a heavy bolter on the sprue, which you're more than welcome to use, Alex. Don't, don't I don't want that <laughs> back. You're fine. <laughs> but yes, yeah, no. for that. boxes do you have with empty sprues? A few. I've, I've got a big like toolbox. I've got a big toolbox full of all my old sprues. Yeah. I, I got a big box, cardboard box full of sprues. And uh, it was getting too big. They have to basically chuck in the bin half of it. Oh. Of stuff I didn't use. I clip it all off. So I've just got a lovely little it, bits box. So I haven't got all the spruce sitting around. It was literally yeah. useless. I didn't touch any of those in 18 months. Ever. I never used it. So I just keep in the one that I oh. might use. So, so the box is getting bigger again. Mm. And uh, full again. And uh, so, yeah, I know what you mean. So the I mean, Space I've Wolf Bits got, box I've is still got all the sprues from all my guard stuff, so I've got like a heavy weapons, all the heavy weapons stuff from guard. Am I coming guard again soon? Keep back. So, yeah. yeah, I keep all of the Space Wolf stuff because it's so many random extra bits that it's very easy to sort of do. Or you just create your own bits box where, you know, it's just full of Cyclone missile launchers. Ah, um. uh, see, <laughs> Luke is a man after my heart. He's got... Bits box, individual bits boxes separated by army type. Genius. Oh, it has to be. I've got 10. <laughs> but that's only because Space Wolf takes like four. Um, so, yeah. So hobby... <laughs> there is a BOOCD there, but we appreciate that. Always I nearly work. caught, you know, those ones where it's segmented, like, like one of the big, like yeah. the tools one for like screws, nearly got one of those. I then could not be bothered to organize it, but I have started doing it. So I've got like the little plastic baggies. So you've got like lightning claws in one power fists in another. Nice. It does make it when, you know, all war gear becomes free, makes it really easy to suddenly upgrade all the terminators to have thunder, uh, thunder hammers with storm shields. Um, again, quite helpful. Say it again. <laughs> thunder hammer. This is getting weird. <laughs> This is not what I signed up for. Um, 
it's what, what's, what's it called? The weird like noise thing that people lead, listen to um, to help them sleep. It's just Matt every night just goes to sleep SMR, to a little soundbite of Thunderhammer Storm. Yeah, MSR. Just listening to soundbites of Thunderhammer Storm Shield. Cyclone Missile Launcher. 33-point model Terminators. <laughs> so... To make Luke cry, mostly, um, I'm not sure if you can see this. Again, it was promised no one would ever see this. But, yeah, it's going to happen. Um, I've got a load of data. Um, of course, Luke knew it was ASMR. Uh, of course he did. So we are going to be looking at how did we do at um, Nottingham GT itself, um, talking about how we felt and everything else. Matt wants to lead it off. No, just check in. <laughs> can people see us? Yes. They yeah, can see you in your lovely weird. little blanket. Oh, man, I thought only we could see us. I'm sitting here in my big old no. blanket thing. Like, you could... <laughs> okay, fine. Sorry, carry on. Good. <laughs> Random just guy, that time. guy in second, gave me an absolute whooping in round three. Uh <laughs> only only the internet seeker can uh, can see us, so it's yeah. it's fine. Only the Discord. Only it's people have met you. The reason why the podcast is made for the way well, it's mostly made for our own enjoyment, but for the other, as a podcast, no one can see us, so <laughs> it's all right. Right. It, so not that fast. James, what do we say? Um, so I think we'll start off by looking at the meta itself. Uh, so we looked at actually that it was a very heavy towel meta. I experienced that firsthand. Then sort of after that was sort of quite expected as we sort of come into the tail end of the Nephilim season, even though technically for some it's already ended, mostly Matt. Uh, we had the tower, we had the Thousand Suns with Flamers. There was like four lists that didn't have Flamers for Thousand Suns. Quite a few of the CSM lists had Flamers as well. Harleys were middlingly high. Necrons were still high. Uh, yeah, it wasn't anything that was unexpected one ad make player that was unexpected i haven't actually looked how he did craft worlds i think was the one as i mentioned last time was higher than expected um harlequins though possibly for a while <clears throat> it might be the last event they win as they've obviously been hit quite hard so mike porter who has like a 99 percent win rate he's lost like five games four games or something in the entire season it's insane um managed to win out david gaylord had posted to a uh discord group was it that you saw it in simone that he just sort of completely yeah. screwed up his game chose the wrong yes. secondaries and it went very wrong uh sisters came in second james marsden with necron came in third you know um, there, was, there was a nice bit of diversity. It wasn't, you know, six towel lists, six nick, uh, nid lists, for example. It was quite a bit of variation. Um, so how did you find Nottingham, Matt? And I'm going to let Simone sort of lead the sort of discussion here because otherwise it's just going to be me. <laughs> I had a really, really good event. I enjoyed it. I, I played five cracking games against five really, really enjoyable, good players um i'm gonna just lead off on my side uh saying congratulations to jay sebron i think he was the top da the weekend i think he went just, to four and one just a second so what was your expectation in terms of uh, the event 
not just win loss minimum point well what what did you expect before going to the event in terms of my goals or in terms of what was i expecting to in face? general as a goal in general I, my, my goal of the weekend yeah. was sort of three and two if i could go i picked because a few people that know me knew i was torn um, between a bit of a mixed Ravenwing, Deathwing list or pure Deathwing, which is what I prefer. Alex is shaking his head because I went with the Ravenwing in the end on the basis that the Ravenwing I thought was a more competitive build. Um, it had okay. more tools in the list to deal with the terrain at UKTC um, and it had more tools to deal with some of the, the, the lists I thought I might face. Um, so going three and two. In which way? What what? What do you mean with tools? What type of tools for the type of terrain? The I think the way the UK works is yeah, the, the Raywin is more mobile. Um and also whilst we're still in an AOC uh contempt um meta, the the black knights with the AP four uh plasma that can ignore uh, ignore cover with the talent master nearby so if he's within six inches and he can see a target he can part ignore cover off onto the ravering black knights they're then ab4 yep. ignore cover damage too that that into a, an armor of contempt meta is quite a strong profile with sort of 20 shots reroll hits and wounds um so yeah so it really I, I went with the the raven wing but i said to people if i don't get a three and two I feel like I've sold myself short. I, I would rather have run the Deathwing and got sort of a two and three or a, a, a even a one and four with the Deathwing and enjoyed the event. Um, so yeah, getting yeah. three and two was good. So I enjoyed that. And you achieved the three and two. Yeah, so I got I got the three and two. Um, I was two good. and two into my last game. Um, and then, yeah, went three and two. So I won the last game with a, and went nice. three and two overall. So talk us through your, your rounds. Uh, round one, I had... Uh, a lovely, lovely opponent, Michael Boyle. Um, and he was running a Black Legion list. So it was it was a really, really, I want to say weird, but not in a bad way weird, if that makes sense. It wasn't your traditional Black Legion list. Um, it had a bad, and then it had the 10 uh, Black Rune Terminators, um, as you'd expect. Um, then he had sort of a unit of 10 uh, Rubrics with, with Flamers, had a unit of 10 Plague Marines, um had a i think top of my head there's a unit of possessed in there as well um some bikers it was a really sort of it was what i if you were writing a fluff black legion list with all the different mm. elements of chaos built into a black legion list that that's what he was bringing it was brilliant loved it um i was quite bullish going into the game i was saying to people i think this is a game i can i could probably max score um yeah. Just again, because of the, the Black Knights into that that whole list, um, he didn't have the Dark Apostle for the switch off rerolls to hit and the four up trans trans hit, so he didn't okay. have that. So my Black Knights almost had free reign in that game to just overcharge, drop weapon of the Dark Age, go up to damage three, and just pump the fire out. I was quite bullish going into that game. Um, Michael put all his stuff, all, all the, the Warp Flamers, um, the Plague Marines, all went on my right flank. Um, okay. and the, the plan was just to hit all that hard with the Black Knights, just keep pummeling all those units with Black Knights, take them out one at a time, done. So um, what I did is I sent the Black Knights up my left flank to chase a unit of 10 cultists all game. Um, I had a major brain fog moment, just completely derped on the whole whole game. 
uh, start of my turn two, looked at the game and was just like, the Black Knights, the opposite side of the board from where they're meant to be. They're away from Azrael. They're away from um, the Talent Master for any sort of re-rolls. And uh, yeah, my, my, my game plan just went went to pieces. Uh, so I ended up losing that game. Um, it, was, it, was, it was, again, brilliant game. Michael fully deserved it as well. I'm not saying that I lost the game. Michael played really well. Michael went four and one overall as well. So clearly a very good player. Um, but yeah, I, I, I just sort of, I feel that that game, I made a, I made a plan and I just didn't execute the plan at all. Um, I do so reckon. yeah, so th- that, that game ended 76-81 to Michael. So, so good game. So what, what, why do you think you didn't follow the plan? You just went tilted or? I didn't tilt. Or... I just had a complete brain fog. It was game one. I, my my mm-hmm. whole plan was to send the Black Knights chasing after the, the rubrics I said, the Plague Marines. Because again, the Plague Marines, Weapon of the Dark Age up to, to damage three. The minus one, I'm still yeah. damaged two. So the 10, the 10 Black Knights with 20 plasma shots, rerolling all hits mainly rerolling the ones because you're overcharging, rerolling ones to wound. You'd expect them to pick up the, the Plague Marines. You'd expect them to pick up the Rubrics, yeah. even if you pop the, the minus one damage on the Plague Marines. Again, I can go to damage two. It, it doesn't, on the, the Rubrics, sorry, it doesn't matter. I, I, can, I can just keep gunning those units down. And once I've gunned three or four units down, that's it. Sort of the game reaches a point where my list just can take the board. Then the Deathwing Terminators can step up and they're free yeah. to just sweep the board. Um, I, I just didn't execute my game plan. But I sent my Black Knights the complete wrong flank. Um, and then Michael yeah, was really intelligent. He, he put the, the Black Rune Terminators between me and all that stuff. So the Black Knights okay. wanted to get to, to the, the, the Flamers, the Plague Marines, the Bikers, everything else. They had to go through the 10 Black Rune Terminators and Abaddon. Um, yeah, I, I, just, I just didn't execute my game plan at all. As in Fair turn enough. one. Turn one, my game plan went out the window. You can imagine Azrael standing there in the backfield, sort of, we've strategized this, lads, let's go. And then just watching the Black Knight <laughs> scream off in the wrong direction, like trying to get hold of the mic. Like, come on, lads, where are you going? I, I just, yeah. But as I said, I'm not taking it away from Mike. We played a brilliant game. Um, I really enjoyed the game. It's a brilliant opponent. We had a, a great laugh playing it. Um, and he, 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 he deserves to win. Because he, he, yeah, 76 81. I mean, I pulled it back. Once the Black Knights got back into position, I was able to start bringing the points back and my list can score points quite late because it, it backloads stuff. Um, my, my, my whole plan for the whole weekend, um, I had three second jars running. It was behind enemy lines. It was death yeah. on the wind and it was martial interdiction. Um, behind enemy lines, I can kind of load into, I haven't got to worry about turn one. You can just load it into turns two, three, four and five and just max score that with like the land speeders, with the apothecary, with black knights, with all the fast stuff, the thunder strikes, all that can get into your deployment zone really rapidly um because ravenwing have got a strat to move advance and then move another 12 inches and with all right. the fly keyword with the apothecary it's really hard to stop that from going into your deployment zone um so they're, they're the three strats the, the three secondaries i ran all all weekend um but the thing is you can backload all of that because death on the wind is uncapped and that's kill a unit with a ravenwing unit that moved or moved 12 inches or charged that turn um, and again, you can backload that into turns three, four, and five, and still max score by just killing stuff with the ray from him once they're in position. Um, yeah. but it sounds like even though you, you, you didn't have a good start in the game, you almost catch up on the yeah, same game I almost, because we it almost was very, him. very close. Yeah, we so, almost yeah. caught him. So again, just because I can backload it, so even though I was out of position turns one and turn two, the Ravenwing yeah. managed to fight their way through and almost turn the game over. Nice. 
No. So, as I said, it was it was extremely extremely disappointed in you. I know, I know. I, it was a game that I looked at on paper and I thought I can get a hundred in this game. I was it, honestly, I, I was quite. I was, I was. It was a game plan where I thought I could. That's that's a game for me where I could score a hundred if I execute that, my plan properly. The, but that's just the pep talk from Alex, so that is it's fine. So what, what I'm going to do, I'm going to jump on James mm-hmm. so we can he knows do what he did. each each, pe- <laughs> each people round. So James. We know your expectation for the previous episode uh, of the podcast, but can you just recap it very quickly? What was your expectation? How did it go? How was your round one? Um, So my expectation was I play five rounds um, and not quit after game one. Uh, No, it was probably looking at two and three, just given my experience with Wolves. It had been quite a while since I played them at uh, a a large tournament, a GT sort of esque style. I took them to an RTT in November and it was a bit hit and miss sort of. I got a bit lucky to go two and one there, I feel, just because I hadn't played enough games. So, yeah, I was um, sort of my own worst enemy, I think, on that front of sort of thinking, unlike Matt, who spent the whole of Friday going, I'm going to score 100. It'll be fine. I'll score 100. I was like, I'm probably going to lose, especially when I found my pairing was Tau. Um, right. The sort of classic sunshot double shot sunshot bombers uh two riptides crisis blob uh then sort of the new pinnacle meta um i did sort of into our little chat i did message Nassim and go what do i do he said win <laughs> um or something to that effect it was just play better i think he, he went full games workshop and just said get good so that was sort of heartening um <laughs> arriving at the table sort of uh the guy that I was playing, um, who I now feel obliged to find out because Matt panicked me like he's remembered them all. Um, I played a guy called Robert Jeffs. It was one of his uh, newer experiences of going to a tournament, particularly of that size. I've only ever done one other myself, uh, which was Beachhead at the start of uh, last year. Nice. It, um, abandoned Sanctuaries, obviously same mission as Matt, probably favoured me quite heavily given the fact that it's a long board edge deployment. So... I haven't got as far to go, uh, which helped. I didn't get turn one, uh, which I felt I was going to lose a lot. Sunshot Bombers, I would say, whiffed quite a bit. They killed a Wolfen and wounded another. All right. That was was it. Um, Again, I think partly owing to the guy's own experience, the, you know, correctly targeted the Wolfen. If they hit you, they're going to hurt. Get rid of them, much easier day. Unfortunately, there was a pack of uh, Wolf Guard, which are effectively Vanguard vets, stood within six inches of a Sunshot Bomber, which meant there was a heroic intervention, and before my turn one had begun, there was a dead Sunshot Bomber. Nice. So they did their job, as we expected from last episode. 16 single exploding, re-rolling wound, lightning claws will do that. Uh, nice. Especially when they were getting reroll ones from the captain as well, the Wolf Lord, uh, effectively captain. Cool. Uh, from then on, he was sort of a bit on the back foot because the other Sunshot Bomber died horrifically to multiple eradicator shots and suppressors. Once they're dead, I have a lot more flexibility and movement around the board because there's nothing else that he has that has got quite enough movement to jump terrain. Right. So a lot of it was playing the staging game, 
waiting till he got close, hitting he went Kaiyun, which meant that he wants to be on the back three turns as well to, before he really pushed for secondaries and things like that, which fits Wolves perfectly because they just need to come forward, run in and go for it as well, uh, which is sort of what happened and sort of ran away with it in terms so you of say, secondaries and things like that. So you say you cannot jump terrain, etc., with with the rest of the list. However, if I remember correctly, most of the Tau, they do have fly and they do have a yeah, decent I, yeah. movement. In terms of the dist- where he placed his army, because again, you don't want to get too close to Space Walls, especially when there's jump packs and things like that, because you can just get overrun, everything okay. gets tagged, makes life very difficult, so he played quite cagey. Okay. He used the move shoot move ability, the uh, Nova Charge for the Riptides to sort of keep them away. So it meant that I could move up and stage on the different terrain without him being able to easily get angles right. without giving me free targets. Um, okay. So what was the final score for the, for the it game? It was 87-45 to the Wolves. Um, All right. The tower was tab- were tabled turn four. Okay. Wow. Um, so, so that was a big win. It was, yeah, it was, I hit turn three and he was running out of resources and just swept through him by just complete overload. Nice. Okay. But it, it was also a nice game. You said it was, yeah, he was a, a lovely guy. Yeah. I'd, it, it hit that point in turn three, which quite often if you play a game where you know, or you feel very confident, I can't lose this because of the point differential. I was bottom of turn. I knew that worst case scenario, I could flood objectives and score max primary. At the end. Yeah. We sort I sort of went through sort of, like allowed him a few more take backs than I might otherwise if it was, you know, later in the tournament because it's better for him to learn from those mistakes than just feel a bit disheartened by his first game because there's nothing worse than that at a tournament when you've lost the first game, we've got two more that day and sort of that uphill battle. Right. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Right, so you have a nice start. And uh, so you're ready to rock up to round two. But we're yeah. going back to Matt, and uh, you had to, you need a bit of a pep talk, kind of refresh a little bit. Oh, and uh, me, yeah. <laughs> what are you uh, doing? So, so, do better. So, mate, yes, Alex. Are you trying to make this longer than the Nottingham GT itself? Yes, <laughs> I am. I want, I want every single detail. That, that's what I want. <laughs> So how was your round two, Matt? What so my round face? two, after losing the first game to Abaddon and Black Legion, my round two was Tyranids. So I was nice. very, very excited leading into this game. Um, what did you expect? Exactly what you expect after losing round one. Yeah, exactly. You know, play, playing a game and all of a sudden you're facing eight Zoanthropes and Neurothrope, two Harpies, a Maliceptor. Just just what you want. Um <laughs> But yeah, so again, Sam, I'm, I'm going to say it's about all my opponents because I had a really good weekend and they were all genuine, really good, really good guys. There was, I had no significant problems good. at any table. Um, same with Sam, brilliant player, really enjoyed the game. Um, he rolled to go first on the mission um, and he obviously went went in with, the Maliceptor came in by Tyrannocyte, I think it's called, the the, 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 the drop pod, yeah. um, brought the Maliceptor in, um, the two harpies. 
<laughs> yeah, I think it's okay, called a tyrannocyte. Yeah. I don't think it's called a testicle. Okay. I think it's called I a tyrannocyte. Know. I'll check um, on Wikipedia in a second, but yeah. <laughs> came in, dropped down the maliceptor. The two harpies came over, but I, I managed to hide enough that the zoanthropes couldn't get their smites off turn one sort of thing. Um, and the way I deployed meant that the only thing that the maliceptor could really get into was um, a land speeder. So I popped the armor of contempt strat on the land speeder. Um, as the, the mortal wounds came railing in on it and luckily managed to keep it live on one wound. Um, and again, the harpies went in on the terminators, which I was okay with because the transhuman kicked in. They're all towing cover. They're all sort of, you know, the, the, the more durable aspect of my list. And it's what I want people to do is bite on those terminators early. Um, so yeah, he went in and um, didn't kill a lot. And then my slap back was strong um i killed both harpies killed the maliceptor and killed the tranocyte all in my turn one going back um and then from that point i think sam was on the back foot and the game just spiraled away from him a little bit um the list just came out the black knights did their job that they meant to do i executed my nice. pattern properly this time um and so yeah and ended that game with a surprising 94 78 win because i was expecting a, a, a double loss to begin with so really happy to get That's a 94 nice 78 win but you do have one. quite a lot of experience against needs anyway. There are fewer needs players in our locals. <laughs> it's still experience. It's still, still experience. experience, but no, I mean, I just managed to keep LOS uh, out of line of sight to the, the zoanthropes and stuff. So that was the main thing for me to try and keep as much line of sight to them and give them targets that I want them to have, not keep the yeah. thunder strikes, keep the black knights, keep the keep the fast raving stuff safe. And let him nice. hit the Terminators. It, it, it sucks because it completely bypasses the transhuman, but the so Ravenwing win the games for me. The pep talk worked. Alex's and pep talk worked. Don't tell him that. Nice. Because he already had a God, nice, had a God yeah. complex. But his pep talk worked, yeah. So, yeah, 94 78 win. How about you, James? How was your round two? What did you have so, to face? There was a 1 in 10 chance. But like Beachhead, where I managed to face both triple storm surge lists, I found town. Are. I found Tau once again. I they had a called... They did. They heard about their fallen brethren. I faced a guy called Matt Strong, absolutely lovely guy, um, and he knew how to play the mission a lot better. Uh, Data Scry Salvage, uh, particularly the UKTC setup, was not great for staging. There's a massive massive gap in the middle which is much bigger than the average wolfen's advance so it was very difficult for me to get from one place to another failing multiple charges in sort of a critical turning point in turn three basically sealed the deal on the game the other part that was a little bit depressing was the chaplain going in fully buffed plus one to wound so we had damage four perfect crisis killing yeah 10 wounds got some good exploding sixes i thought yes he failed one save and i killed a drone nice oh. <laughs> that's terrible mate. it was yeah um and then you know I, I, you know strange enough recognizing that was a big threat to him the entire of the tau army came to bear um he then had quite a few clutch moments with saves and things like that where uh certain commanders wouldn't die um, yeah. which I, th I think, again, it was uh, for me, it was a game of expectation, the maths. So the averages didn't play out as I expected, which didn't help. Um, so it ended it up 70. 
Yeah. Oh, of course. As my game three will sort of explain. So it ended up 70-50 to Tau player. But yeah, as Matt said, everyone was great that I played. Um, it was a really lovely Good. opponent. We had a great chat at the end. Um, Good. So yeah. Oh, nice one. Nice one. So so yeah, so both of you were one and one yeah. after game two. So then we had the last game of the day. And uh, Matt, how, what did you have to face this time? So I pulled Necrons, and again, um, the Nottingham GT was all predated slate pre Arcs of Omen, so they still had the offset, they still had the um, the pre-game move. Um, okay. Ryan, uh, Ryan Jervis, it was, again, I'm going to say it every time, great, really enjoyed the game, great <laughs> player. I, I, I can't say enough how good the event was overall in terms of the sort of the way players played the game. Um, but Ryan was playing sort of a Necron list um, with the the obsec and the the pregame move. He got first turn. No, no, I got I got first turn, um, and I knew he did the pregame move. That was it. But I knew it was Death and Zill. So one in the centre and the four quarters. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that is the best mission. Yeah, mm. but I, I I had first turn, so I knew I had to be aggressive because. Necrons are more scared of you than you're scared of them, right? They score lots of points, but if you get on them and if you start killing their stuff, they lose it towards the end of the game. So that that was the plan. Just be be aggressive, as aggressive as possible. Yeah. So I threw the ten Terminators up straight off the line, landed on the center objective. We're obsec. This is ours. You have to come and fight me now. I've got I've got the three and I've got my obsec in the middle. Um, Ryan responded and threw a load of Canoptic Wraiths at the Terminators and just did nothing, and then. The Terminator swung back, flat three damage. There's five Terminator Thunderhammers in there, including Sergeant. So mm. it's like 16 attacks. I was charged, so I get the native plus one to hit between Dark Angels, staying stationary. That's where I plus one them to hit anyway, and, and there's a Talon Master nearby for plus one to wound as well. Okay. Uh, so reroll wound, sorry, reroll one to wound. So the, the Thunderhammer swung back and just deleted the Wraith sort of thing. And then it was a, a really close game overall because Ryan had more speed than me, but the Black Knights yeah. and Ravenwing were able to just sort of keep him contained. Um, early game, my focus was really on trying to down the Silent King. Because um, okay. I can bring down the Silent King, sort of a lot of the buffs fall away and all of a sudden my teammates can go in and no, they lose the reroll wounds in combat. They lose a lot yeah. of stuff. Um, but Ryan was bossing his four-up involves. Um, so that, that mm. game plan just wasn't working. So I had to switch tactic a little bit. And instead, if, if I can't take the, the buffs away, I'll take the stuff that's being buffed. So the, the, the Black Knights came in again and they just started picking up with plus one damage. Just started picking up score picks. And um, we neither of us had a lot left at the end of the game. Okay, that's a um, good game. Yeah, re- a really close game. I think I had a handful of Terminators. I had a handful of Black Knights because you got the Silent Kings, the Black Knights late game killed about six of them in one round sort of thing to really swing the tables back a little bit. Um, the the one clincher for me was the martial interdiction secondary for um, Dark Angels. And it's the right. one where I pick a character, but I hide who the character was. And oh, yeah. um, I had I had a little whiteboard, so I was writing down the character on the whiteboard and then hiding the whiteboard so they didn't know. Um, Ryan was adamant. <laughs> In his mind, I was after a Technomancer who had the veil. Um, so right. he sort of spent the game protecting the Technomancer. Um, got to his turn four, and the Black Knights were closing in on the cluster of characters, including the Technomancer. 
I mean, he veiled the Technomancer and the Scorpex, a unit of six Scorpex bodyguarding it right across the other side of the board. Okay. Um, the Black Knights then went in and killed a Chronomancer and then ran away. Um, and at the end of the game, I revealed my whiteboard and it was actually the Chronomancer there after the whole game. So it, it was one of those scenarios where Ryan knew what the secondary was, yeah, yeah, but yeah. it created enough doubt in his mind that he didn't know who the target was. So the it's secondary crazy... and that interaction yeah, on. really yeah, yeah. worked. It really worked in that scenario because he knew what I was doing. He just didn't know who I was doing it to. And um, mm. it was a really, really, it felt really dark angels. He's sort of playing this game where he's like, oh, it's this person. You're sort of like, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, <laughs> you create okay. a proper mind game. A it game is a real, a, a real mind game because you're trying to keep a bit of a poker face. Like, no, it's not. I'm after that. But at the same time, yeah, it, yeah, it, it's a really fun interaction sort of on nice. one side, but probably not as much for Ryan at the end. But he took, so, it, he took it really well. He took it really well. Nice. So how did the end of the game? Uh, so the game ended uh, 9185 to the Dark Angels. So as I said, that Gosh, last prediction did. secondary, being able to hide it and then they get the full 15 at the end of the game um, was, was significant. If he knew it was the Technomancer, if he knew who the character was, it, it wouldn't have worked. It'd have oh, been no, a loss. So big screen really, yeah, at the but, end. But really good game. Yeah, Another really, really, close game. Another really close game. And I'd, I'd prefer close games. Yeah. Nice one. Alex nice. is showing his knob on camera for those that have I've got, got a green his, uh... knob. <laughs> okay. This isn't your only fans page. Yeah, it is. Keep telling him to get that fixed. <laughs> so but James, yeah, really close game. Really, really good about... opponent. Really enjoyed it. Again, yes, 9185 <laughs> with Dark Angels with, a, with an nice. assassination at the end. And back to the rock nice. with him. So, James, game three. Yeah. Game three drew Custos, um, which is always a game that i find tricky because it is one of those that as much as alex loves it comes down to four ups can yep. they roll enough my uh, last tournament experiences have been a case of opponents where they just don't die played a local player called matt cahill um when i was running nights and he managed to do i think 17 out of 18 five up feel no pains um <laughs> on trajan so uh that yeah this story my, repeat my, did the story my, my repeat worry, this yeah. time uh well he had uh so he had for rory roberts was the opponent again lovely guy um he had two squads of Venatari who again for wolves if you can outpace us and get angles it's not great for the wolfen so those two units were ones i knew i had to shut down he had two of the terminators i can never remember what they're called in deep strike i won't i wasn't worried about those they were there for behind enemy lines they're gonna possibly kill uh, like an assault intercessor unit if they come in they're not going to do great damage and he's got to do a nine inch charge so the venatari were the target chaplain boom straight away turn one 23 inch uh movement because <laughs> he's got a hunter with his all well 21 inch movement with his hunter and then did a four inch charge I had to re-roll it. He made it the second time. Um, he then butchered an entire squad of Venatari. I popped his three up in because I thought the AP three, three damage coming in, that's going to hurt. Failed every single one. So Chaplin's nice. dead. But he traded well, 165 point unit. Cool. It saved me two rolls a turn. No more of that nonsense with the prayers. 
his Ven- other Venatari squad then went and tried to take out the staged Wolfen to, you know, try and take me down a peg in his turn. The Wolfen passed all of their saves. My four-up game was clearly on point. The Venatari then entirely died in response. Right. In my turn, the Wolfen squad then went into his bike captain, who he had thought was safe because the Venatari weren't going to die, obviously. Um... The bike captain killed all of the Wolfen because I'd done multiple charges to score my Warrior Pride. The Wolfen then killed the bike captain in response, doing something like 25 damage or something to him. That's gross, mate. It's double exploding Thunderhammers. <laughs> when they go off, they do. It's, it's a bad day for everyone. So that's called a Wolfen was dead. But again, at that point, turn two, he was already on a back foot. He was already. Um, or start of his turn two, already on the back foot, already worried. And from then it was just a game of attrition. I had more units that could do a lot of damage to him. He put one of the uh, dreadnoughts with the spears in the center with two units of custodian guard. I throw a squad of wolfen in. Hmm. All of it was dead. It It is a mission that somehow favor Space Wolf anyway, because it's going it to be close to you. I was very close, yeah. It, and this, particularly the setup for UKTC meant there was a lot of staging terrain. And also yeah. the custode volume, he hasn't got the output to kill enough of me quick enough, which was, yeah, I, I, I could kill more of him quickly. And I finally pulled off Heroic Challenge. The Warlord hang, hung back my... Uh, Wolf Lord went over and just bopped the poor uh, uh, banner guy on the head for 15 points, which was quite nice. I nice. always normally screw that one up and get zero. So, what so, was yeah, the in, final? What was the final end, score? In- another high score 94 62. When I win, I win big. If I don't, it goes horribly <laughs> wrong. But yeah, a lovely guy. He, he kept apologizing. He was like, I'm trying not to be salty, but I, I, I was like, I totally get it because. Dice are dice so hard. Oh, yeah, especially when you betrayed that hard. It happened. It does happen. So, good end of day one, which is good. Yeah, two and so, one. now the fun yeah. part what happened in the evening? Do you have a nice social part of the event, which is always part, uh, a, a mm-hmm. nice side of this uh, long event? No, the Team Hive Mind orders were in effect. So, we're all back in bed for half seven at night, fully rested. Everyone drank water. Uh, bit, uh, bit, no bread. Locked <laughs> <laughs> in nice. our cages. No, we we were joined Dude. by Luke, one of our our good friends and team hive. My member Luke um, popped up and did a load of the filming. Uh, people may have seen it on the the Facebook page, the the clips he put up. Um, so Luke Amazing came up one. and um, he he heroically went out and bought another pack of beers to join the pack we had already. Um, and we had a good good evening of. Was that the curry nice. night? Yeah, that was curry, wasn't it? We had curry that, was, that, that night. That was the disappointing curry night. Curry, beers, <laughs> and watched all great salt, ATU all TV because it was all that was on. We did. Bullseye. <laughs> and then Matt fell asleep on the sofa under Luke's duvet. Um, Matt has a, is good at sleeping. He did so in the car on the way back. But yeah, no, we had a, we had a good sort of debrief, good chat, because uh, there was quite a few of us. Um, most people had a pretty positive day. And it was lovely to see Luke because, you know, he'd literally just jumped on a train and sort of yeah. come up to Nottingham. Legend. So that was quite nice. Yeah. The, the um, hero of the weekend. Luke. Exactly. Yeah. Ordering a curry week. in Nottingham is a nightmare. 
It was Oh, it took us about an hour and a half, I think, to actually order one. And then it was very disappointing. I'm very upset about the curry. Uh, (laughs) I can tell. I can tell. (laughs) Um, Save that for the curry podcast, James. That is, yeah, that's coming out next week. It's just two hours of ranting. Review um, review of uh, yeah. curry houses within the local yeah. area. So then we ended up, we go to Sunday and going mm. very briefly because I'm cautious of time. We're going to have yeah. round four. So everyone is mm. refreshed, ready to go. And Matt, how did it go? Well, the, the pairings go up the night before. So I saw yes. I had world eaters. And again, the same as my game one. I thought that that for me is a, a favourable matchup, right? I've got all the DACA, they've got none of the DACA. Let, let's let's roll. Slept on it, woke up in the morning and had a brilliant idea. Because um right. I should, I should just 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 mention uh, it was Liam Worswick from Toys of Mass Destruction. Um and his his list was brilliant, full full world eaters list with Abaddon in there as well. And he had a beautiful Abaddon. He he'd converted it to be more world eaters. So it had sort of an axe instead of Draconin. And he had like the world eaters the Terminator helm with like the tusks coming out of it instead of Abby's head. It was a really good, really beautiful model. Um but he he had again the ten black rune terminators and bits like that. Um but I I woke up in the morning and had the brilliant idea of um combat squadding my black knights which i've never done before you're two and one in a major you got you got round four coming up why not try something completely new just just com- completely go off, <laughs> off piece um the main reason for it was as i said my, my three secondaries one was martial interdiction now liam liam's list only had a badden and a dark apostle um okay and so if i pick martial interdiction he 100 percent knows what the secondary is he knows it's martial interdiction because you know, I'd expect player Liam to, to know what I'm doing there. Um, and two, he knows it's not a badden because my list can't handle a badden. So he knows it's the Dark okay. Apostle. It's basically a, a guaranteed zero. So I had to change up my secondaries big time on this one. And the second I put in in place was Codex Warfare. Um, okay. Long long story short, split the Black Knights. I wanted to bait with my Terminators and then use a teleport home to teleport them away from a bad and away from his Terminators, back over the side of the board or something, wherever they were safe, and, and carry on. Um, long story short, um, I I completely messed up by by trying something new uh, in round four, going two and one in uh, a major. Um, I ended up scoring <laughs> zero for zero for death on the wind, which I think is unheard of for any Dark Angels player to, to not get a kill with a Ravenwing unit. Scored zero, and I scored one point for um, Codex Warfare. So I, I, I had a brilliant round four. Um, the main it issue is I went, like a close game. No, it, it finished eighty four forty one to Liam, and to be honest, it was over about turn two, turn three. Um, right. The problem for me was I, I went first. Liam had deployed superbly, hidden all his army. Um, so the only thing the, the Thunderstrikes could really see was the Chaos Chaos Land Raider. Went all in on that, left it on two wounds. So all of a sudden you've lost Codex Warfare, mm-hmm. um, the two points on Codex Warfare. Go on, Alex. We've spent time on this podcast, haven't we, talking about not just thinking about the strength of a list, but the strength of the overall game, of your game, of, of the opponent. And that being yeah. as much, if not more of it, than than anything else. Do you think you will ever do that again, where you where you come up with a new plan on the fly, 
or would you have been better, or at least would you have scored more in a loss to have still taken martial interdictions, to, to have still taken the from the not the house of of all the secondaries that you that you'd practiced. Um, not martial interdiction. Martial interdiction for me was a zero on that game because Liam Liam noticed the dark apostle. He has, just has to hide the dark apostle all game. Deny me any of those points. That's cool. But you've got what like I should have six done. Secondaries, haven't you? That, that yeah. You what, what I should have done is gone for banners and just it just Azrael puts a banner down on my home objective because it was tide of conviction, wasn't it? I think this mission. Yeah. Um, round four. So Azrael puts a band down in his deployment zone. The Terminator's got to put a band down on theirs. Even if I just hold it for three, maybe four turns or so, that's still sort of six, maybe eight points or something. Um, I guess I, I guess Alex's question is more around changing plan on the fly like that compared to what you you always done, always practice. Yeah. Do you think it didn't pay off? Because, I mean, the, the, the game did end up as you wanted because of the change of plan or something you didn't practice, the, or it was still the right call? It, it was just the right it didn't call execute to, it. It was the, the right call to break away from Martian Addiction. It wasn't the right call to go for Codex Warfare because it messed up my whole my whole system, messed up. Because I didn't get any kills turn one with, with Devastated Doctrine. So that then meant I was trying to pull units back to Azrael to use the one CP strat to go back a doctrine step or to go into any doctrine to put a Thunderstrike back into Devastator to um, then go up and get the 2VP or put the Talonmaster back in to go and get the 2VP. I was okay. always, so I was trying to, I was specifically trying to not kill, like the, the, the Land Raider on two wounds, I was trying not to kill it in my turn two because I needed it killed by a heavy weapon to get the 2VP. It just messed up everything I was trying to do okay. in my Ravenwing list. Um, the, the the Black Knights combat squatted, and again five went up with four rerolls, and I didn't kill the possessed. Um, I left one, maybe two alive. I think it was. Um, pulled mm-hmm. them back. Had to go somewhere else try and kill. It. I just I just didn't get any of the kills because I was trying, I was trying to be too clever with what I was doing, and I should have just simplified it back down again. Like Alex was trying to say yeah. there, just simplify it back down again. Pick a plan that you know works. Um, I should have just accepted the 15 on Death in the Wind by playing my normal game plan. Should have accepted, I think I still got 10, maybe 12 on behind enemy lines. I should okay. have just taken like a 6 or an 8 on um, banners or something and just accepted that I can move up the board, delete him and maybe score, double, double you know, get two three late end. game. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, but again, um, cracking, yeah. cracking game, really yeah. enjoyed it. Um, 84-81 to Liam, uh, 84-41, sorry, to Liam. The one thing I did learn from this game was if there's, I mean, I, I took Codex Warfare because I knew that I came to have the one CP strat to go back a Doctrine step. Um, it was actually challenged by Liam in the game because most of the things that Marines can do Doctrine-wise don't interact with the whole army, but the Dark Angel Secondary specifically does. Um, okay. What I should have done is clarify that with Liam before the game to make sure that we both had the same understanding. Because um, it got to my turn two, and I was saying to him, I can do this strat. I'll put my thing back into Devastator and I can go forward and delete stuff. Um, and he was saying, no, the, the manipulation doesn't work like that. We called a judge, and the judge agreed on my, my side. So it, it was okay in the end. But I think the biggest mm. takeaway from that was to, if there is something like that, you're trying to be clever, agree it with your opponent before the game so you're both on yeah. an understanding of what is going on rather than you get to turn two. And Liam could have said, no, it's- it doesn't work. And that, yeah, that it's been, good that, that you. Five points gone. 
it's good that you still call a judge, which is something that when I'm a player, I'd be reluctant to do it. And uh, because that's the final word at the yeah. end of the day during an, uh, an event. Uh, but as you said, uh, play by intent is key and you always do it and uh, clarify at the beginning if there is any gotcha, etc. is always a good practice to do it. But there is always going to be something that comes up and calling the judge is something that is, is good to the, do. Being a, no, now we run our own events and James and I TO and stuff like that now as well. I think it changes your perspective on it and you realize the judges are there to be helpful. Like no, none mm. of the judges, it's not, there's not a reflection on any player. So if you are in that position, just do call a judge at the earliest opportunity because it makes a difference. And the judging team at any event are there to help you play your game. I think that that's one of the big things yeah. for me as well. But yeah, as I said, I'll, I'll hand over to James now because I know we're running short on time. But yeah, good, great game. Loved it, but a loss for the Dark Angels. So two and two at the end of round four. How about you, James? Yeah, I mean, we're only running short on time because I think we could quite happily sit here and actually talk through blow by blow. What I think that's quite impressive generally is the fact that game one, we could literally, we could talk through almost blow by blow. And that was, you know, several days ago. I can't remember what the wife asked me to do this morning, <laughs> but the game I played at 9am on Saturday, or weirdly 9.30, it was blissful. I mean, uh, two of the other guys that joined us, um, I think Jake like, was like, again, Matt as well, like sort of that weird wandering around at 7am because quite a few of the people have kids where they're suddenly like, I don't know what to do. Like, no no one's vying for my attention. So I think, <laughs> like, but yeah, it, it, for me, it's, it's, it's quite weird actually being able to remember quite so well uh, what can do. So my game, I played Jake Campbell. He was running a off-meta list of Eldari, shall we say. Um, okay. It was a fun list. Um, I'd love to run it. Um, it was not a list that was well-suited for my army. It was quite a list suited for going into things like Tau or heavy tank, um, high armor armies. And but also, you've I, got a, you know the faction really well, James. You know, yeah, I've got a bit of Eldar. Eldar well um, yeah, I've got a few Eldar models in the twenty-five thousand point range, and so yeah, I you sort of as soon as you went, oh, do you want me to explain the list? And I went, no. <laughs> I said, <laughs> I've already, I mean, I'd already read it, and I, <laughs> I did say that turn two. Should I just play myself at this point? Um, <laughs> But I, I did say to him, it's like, it's all right. You know, I know exactly what the list does. Um, I assume you've got four CP in preparation for Phantasm Strat. And he just was like, yeah. Um, and that was, I think, the biggest issue we had was the fact that I set up my side of the board ready for him to get turn one and try and do full aggression drop pod. Mm. And his turn one, he couldn't shoot anything. He did his psychic interrogate. I mean, he did really well. He maxed two out of the three secondaries. The only one, other one, scout the enemy. He, oh no, he maxed scout the enemy. I can't remember what his third one was, but he couldn't quite max one. And going second on tide of conviction is so strong for turn five, a twenty point, uh, yes, uh, primary swing. Uh, because if you know, if you're slightly behind and you go, okay, I'll just play really cagey not worry about primary, do my secondaries, and then 
boff, cool, I've gained 20 points uh, and I've done very little. So it's quite a harsh game if you can't kill enough of the opponent. This was the the third third game I'd maxed um, Retrieve uh, Nephilim Data as well, which was great fun. Turned out Infiltrators and the Phobos strat is amazing. Which one so is you the have, guerrilla tactics. Uh, guerrilla tactics, yeah, one CP. So they come down, or they're on the table, they do the Phobos, all that thing. Um, this was the only game where they weren't responsible for that. Um, so they sort of they went up and they bullied an objective, and he put his entire list of shooting um, and transhuman and the joy that is armor of contempt did serious work. He killed with, like, I think it was like four bright lances, multiple pulse lasers, multiple scatter lasers, a whole squad of double exploding dire avengers. He killed two, three. Um, I then used insane bravery, which meant that already I was up on banners. Mm. Um, so this is the one game where I didn't use uh, Nephilim data as a fallback strat because I didn't have any opponents where there was any good strats. That was my it- biggest most troubling thing of the weekend matt sorry james can i just stop you there can, can, can we just press f for armor of contempt to pay our respects <laughs> for the full run oh wait f no that's a different armor, thing. press f for armor of contempt please i think i'll play it well. always he was that, always yeah. so very very happy about that Go he on. was yeah he was he, he i think he was he was again lovely guy and i think he realized quite early on the way the game is going but i think he found armor contempt quite frustrating when a bright lance yeah. is shooting a simple marine it's all think. gone it's all and gone yeah, now yeah it's all and gone it, sorry yeah, alex what did you what were you saying i was asking what f did but that's okay i'm not very uh, good at technologically <laughs> Um, He's about ten to twenty. I have got yeah. a question, but I'll ask it. I'll ask it at the end if we ever yeah. get there. Yeah, um, Josh is looking forward to killing Marines. There'll at least be a lot more Marines to kill at Beachhead, I think, with the new arcs of Omen. Uh, because so. not only will there be more. Oh, well, Marine Josh, I've actually got one tournament. This tournament that I'm playing at the weekend, I haven't lists haven't been revealed yet so i haven't got any sort of updates on that but as a reminder that is new data slate so no aoc but it's still nephilim it's a bit of a weird mix weird mix. yeah new points and data slate but nephilim do you know if that's very weird to me alex do you know if guard are allowed this one do you know if the new new codex no 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 so really weird like one-off meta where you've got Nephilim with the points changes, yeah, um, but no new arcs attachment. Yeah, that should be mm. interesting. Going to be interesting, though. Going to be good. So, James, how did how was the end? What, what uh, was so the, that... the end result for your game? End result was ninety one fifty eight, primarily because he scored, um, I think, about forty odd points for his secondaries. He maxed psychic interrogation, and he maxed um, scout the enemy. I can't right. remember what his third one was, but um, yeah, so he got around 40, 40 of his 58 points. I mean, and then 10 points for painted. He just, he couldn't, that hold two hold more 
completely stuffs Eldar because you just can't stand against majority of armies, even in minimum shooting. Yeah, you can't stand in the open. But yeah, so so you achieve player. your goal. So you achieve your goal. I met my goal by round four. Yeah, well, I exceeded my goal, um, so I was quite happy. Round five, less so, but we'll come to that. I've nice got a one. quick follow-up point on my game. Because as I said, my game, <laughs> I knew my game was over turn three, right? We reached a, what I think is a really interesting point for me as a player where, and I want to throw this out to the group, right? So you know, you know you've lost the game. Okay, there's, it's impossible for you to come back. You've got zero on <laughs> Death in the Wind. You've got zero on Codex Warfare. You, you might get one point at some point. You know the game's gone. How do you play going forwards with your opponent? Because I we hit a scenario for me where um, Liam had a five-man Berserker squad that he was trying to score R&D with. Um, I had two targets. I could either go and hit the Berserker squad with my... 10 Deathwing Terminators, or I could go and hit a unit of, um, I think it was another unit of Possessed or something, uh, another unit, and then try and go up the board a little bit. If I was playing with the game in my mind, my focus would be on denying Liam points and killing that five-man Berserk squad that are setting up for an R&D. He's moved them out. They're going to R&D next turn. You know the game plan. How, how, but in my mind, it feels vindictive at that point, if I know I've lost, to start attacking my opponent's score when I know I can't win. No. I, I feel I feel that's vindictive for me as a player to try and deny them points even though I know I can't bring it back. So I went oh, forward to try and get some points on my, my scoreboard and try and build my points myself. Okay. But, I don't think it can be vindictive, Matt, because you're playing a tournament. It's five rounds and you don't know that he's not going to lose his next game and, and beat you by four points in the standings. And you're playing for ITC points. Yeah. Yeah. And also, well, you could cost me, like, say I was four and one, and we'll come on to why I wasn't soon. <laughs> but then that point, other guy's four and one, <laughs> your own team, mate, because you were like, oh, you can have R&D, aren't you lucky? And then it's like, cool, that guy beat me by two points, Matt. Two points. You, yeah. But it wasn't, it wasn't so much you can have R&D. You didn't it find wasn't... it vindictive, Matt, when you pushed me from third, from second to third at Canterbury. <laughs> yeah, that's you, though. That's permitted. That, that teammate rules are in effect, mate. Team no suicide, bar, yeah. Gloves are off. That's it. But, yeah, I mean, I had two two options. I could either go forward and try and score my points and build my own score or mm-hmm. keep playing defensive, try and deny... Um, try and deny... Uh, sorry, Liam some points and if i was playing a normal game i think i'd go for the option two: try and deny him points frustrate him a little bit and try and you know he's got to then come back and do it again later but yeah just in that scenario it just felt the game had gone it felt vindictive mm. i don't know it just it just sort of yeah so i decided i, I decided to go forward and try and score more points for myself mm. and to try and build my score as much as possible rather than th- engaging yeah. an opponent's score and i think this is possibly the problem where it's like sometimes where you've got events it's all decided by the points metric because like we've done opponent win rate and then suddenly it's like that win more doesn't matter no yeah, exactly, um, like that. exactly. I did like if, that. if you're like cool i'm gonna stop you getting <laughs> r&d apart from obviously simone where it then dropped him a place and he's slightly better i think oh, if you've got that points metric and that's 
if you've got that points metric and that's it, you're suddenly like, okay, like, whereas if you're, it's almost like that game is sort of insular and isolated where it's like, I'm going to deny you points because that's what I do in a game as opposed to worrying about placing. Um, because yeah, my game five, that's the only thing my opponent did that made me sad. <laughs> we'll come to that in a second. But if we go on to Matt's last round. So yeah, so my, my, my round five, I pulled Death Guard. Um, <laughs> sorry. And, um, my opponent had Morty. He he okay. rolled turn one. He went first. And he was kind of in this dilemma then because my list has a lot of firepower between the Thunderstrikes, the Melters. What was the mission? What was the uh, mission, sorry? What was the last mission, James? I can't remember off the top of my head. Shit. Was it? Uh, not a bad question. Move on. It was move the move on. one, Priority Targets one. Priority Targets, the one that you oh, move missing Secure missing no. It was Priority Targets. Yeah. Okay. Um, he, the he, one that you rolled... move objective. Yeah, so we moved the objectives. I moved them both out into the open. He moved them back into cover sort of things. Fine. Um, he rolled first with Mortarion, and my list has all the firepower to down Mortarion between the damage three plasma with re-rolls to hit and wound. Um, the, the multi-mode attack by its Thunstrikes, it, it just has the damage to, to down Morty. So he, he went first and was in this conundrum. If he doesn't bring Morty out from behind the the um, large L turn one, Morty kind of sits there all game trying to work out what he's doing. So in the end, he, he threw Morty up the board and um, I sent a, a picture to the to the group chat um, of how the Ravenwing responded. And literally there was just a semicircle of Ravenwing about 12 inches, <laughs> exactly 12 inches away from him. So he couldn't pop the, um, the aura to stop my rerolls and stuff. Um, apart from the battle attack bikes, they went just within 12 to get the damage plus two. Um, and yeah, it, it was just almost like on my command open fire sort of thing. And the whole of the Ravenwing just poured their firepower into Mortarion and, um, down to turn one. And from that point, I think, um, for, for Josh, it was uh, Josh Hazelwood. Um, from that point, I think he was on the back foot the whole way because he just didn't have any more speed in his list to try and catch what I was doing. So he had yeah. sort of Blight Lords. He had some Death Shroud that came in and killed Azrael. Um, he had some more Plague Marines that managed to come up in a Blight Drone. But by the time we'd killed Warty and then the Plague Marines and the Blight Drone, he was really left it was kind of, of terminators and that that, yeah. that was it it was really just the case of the ravenwing just picking their chances and getting behind enemy lines scoring yeah. Yeah. death in the wind and it, the game quite but josh took it really well he was re again fantastic opponent really really well mannered really well natured um and yeah so that ended up nice as 90, 95 78 win to the dark angels um but okay. it, was, it was kind of like a, a measured controlled let's just sort of play out five turns and yeah we'll, we'll how about you james <laughs> we'll score the points yeah, so round five, I got the joy that was Votan. And, um, Another shooting leaf and at this point, for you. Sorry, at this point, James, you're three and one as well, aren't you? So you're on for a possible four and one, which we were all, I, yeah, we were all like, mega excited I was riding high. Um, we really I was ruined. really excited until pairings opened. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, <laughs> Christ. I'd played this game before. Um, if you don't get turn one as Wolves, there's very little you can do because Votan can move and then get to a point where they can stop you staging. And that's what happened. He got turn one, bites came down, obliterated a Wolfen squad, and then every, everything else was hiding in the L. Um, there only right. one sanctuary. And then from that point, it was a, as soon as I poked my head out, it was dead. So I, because of the way in which you move objectives, two of the objectives were fully out in the open. As soon as I stood in it, the unit was dead. 
So I couldn't stand on any objective, which meant I couldn't score primary. Um, I stupidly took heroic challenge as well, um, which I scored zero on because I just couldn't get across the board. Um, it was very much a make or break choice where I was expecting to score 10, get first turn, boom, go for it, done. Didn't get first turn. I, I couldn't win the game because there was very little I could do, uh, especially when there's a lot. Of, he had a lot of beam weapons, which meant that mm. every time I existed, he just shot three units. Um, okay. So it, again, not the opponent's fault. It was a very frustrating and pointless game. It's a tough matchup anyway. So it's it's a tough matchup that going second. It's for someone that's not played Wolves long enough, I would say, and even then. It, it's almost impossible because there was just nothing I could do. Um, so yeah, it was it was a frustrating end for me. Yeah, because yeah, it, it does happen. <laughs> it's one of those totally. things. You achieve your goal, actually, your, your stretch goal. So so oh, there was a, a yeah successful go, one. Yeah. It was a good weekend, yeah. lads away oh, anyway. Definitely. So so that's good. So how did you find? Was that one for you guys the first experience with UKTC tournament? For me, it was. It was. Um, I, I literally picked up the terrain sort of pre-Christmas, mostly because none of us had played on uh, that were going had played on UKTC terrain. So mostly, yeah. so people could see what it was like and actually experience it, or at least an emulation of it. I sort of picked it up so that there was that opportunity because it is very different. The way in which footprints work, the way in which some of the sort of being in terrain works. Yeah. The one which cover works, especially where as a group we are very used to GW terrain as a style. It made it very different, I think. Um, and what for you, Matt? Did you have to yeah, adapt your play Jane. style as well? I mean, I, 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 said, I, I ended up picking the Ravenwing list over the Deathwing list because of the way James brought the, the terrain down the club. And um, it just looked like Ravenwing was more suited to get in the angles and to try and work out some some angles and to try and get that, those, those fire options. Um, so, yeah, yeah, it was enjoyable. Good. How did you find the event? So, Loved was it, it. I mean, well run? James and I went to um, Beachhead earlier this last year, Feb last yeah. year. Um, so, we, we'd already experienced a major type event. Yeah. Um, but going with a bigger group of friends was really just, I mean, we went to Warhammer World Nottingham um, on the Friday on the way up. Um, just, just, just the whole weekend was brilliant. It's always, it's one of those things where when you go to tournaments like that and you go again and again and again, you see familiar faces and you, you, you'll catch up with opponents from other events. So it's not just you going up with like your four or five mates from team hive mind and we'll rock up and we'll, you know, it's just us. You yeah. rock up and you see people from previous events. You, you see faces that you've recognised, you know, and it's just a good place to catch up with old mates yeah. as well, almost, or you know, other players that you've played and you've enjoyed. And it's, it's just, it's just a yeah. great, great vibe all around. Mm. Absolutely, the FOMO was yes, very, James. very real. Yeah, <laughs> and this makes us sound way more, Im way more important than we are. But catching up with people from the Discord group. Um, was really nice. Obviously, Simone has a friend, Fulvio. Um, yep. And uh, sort of, I checked out on BCP. Again, it's almost like stalking on BCP where you go, ah, <laughs> oh, they're at table 12. Great. Um, went and found Fulvio just to go and introduce to be like, oh, cool. Be, you know, 
nice to actually meet someone and not just you know their handle on a uh, discord channel also went and spoke to christopher radford who is the top performing space wolf player in the uk he managed to go four and one himself he beat thousands on flamers in the last matchup i would have much preferred it personally to have that as my final matchup um just to get to use that strat against thousand suns for re-roll everything <laughs> amazing for wolf and uh, but yeah no so he did really well with them but i was quite happy to go 60 percent so talking about the just very briefly on the overall event um mm. we saw a very healthy meta overall and uh, with a surprising well we weren't too surprised to see the winner we kind of predicted in our previous podcast to see mike yeah. porter winning with Harlequins, but it's a really good win especially mm. in uh because of the matchup he can find etc so yeah. so that was amazing it was very good to see sister second place for me which i do mm. find they usually they do struggle with the UKTC terrain, um, especially against some matchup. So I was very surprised and the list was really well written, a proper bloody rose, strong list. Yes, Alex, you were saying? Um, I want to talk about Orcs, because we haven't talked about Orcs yet. <laughs> You're right. It's I, also, <laughs> I, I also do want to ask a question of, of, of Matt James, another serious question, if it's okay. Mm. Absolutely, go on. So, you. you both had you both had one in your case, Matt and James. Two, your two losses were both where you didn't score very much. How yep. can you address that? How can you minimise those or, or or shrink that gap in your losses so that by scoring more points, Matt's a hundredth place turns into an eightieth, for instance? Yeah. I think for me, not playing Votan would have helped. But in terms of that game, I think it would have been with more practice. I could probably work out secondaries that would maximise my score. Um, like I could have taken, for example, engage on all fronts, and then I, I could have gone for a points game and ignored primary. Um, again, I, I think a different, uh, a different uh, mission would have helped somewhat. It was just a very hard one against the first, ta- uh, the second tower list. I think again for me, it's it's just experience of those lists for me. Um, I've played Votan once. I've played Tau sort of twice with Space Wolves. So I think again, as, as me and Matt commented multiple times, the skill level at a major, the mid tables, is way higher than sort of your average local gt yeah when you're sort of you know unless you know some of the uh kent tournaments that a guy called kevin used to run we used to have uh like david gaylord came down to one of them and things like that so you would occasionally get these you know star players star i, I say star players for warhammer uh, but you'd have like nasim would turn up you would get those people appear um but you go to Nottingham and they're all there, or you go to LGT, they're all there. Yeah. So I think, I think it's it's more practice for me. I think is needed. Okay, Matt, execute better for me. Um, I had the plan for the game one, like I said, and not taking anything away from Michael, he deserved the win. Um, he he capitalised on my mistakes incredibly well. So I'm not saying it would have been a win. Um, but if I'd executed better in that game one and in game two, they were, they were both 
winnable game to me, which is execution. I think one of the common problems with those two lists was Abaddon and 10 Terminators, um, because Abaddon will just destroy my 10 Deathwing Terminators in one round. And that, that has a massive fear factor for me in that matchup. Um, where I have to play a lot more cagey with those Terminators and I can't bully with them as much as I'd like to. Um, but as I said, against Michael, I think if I play that game again and I run the Black Knights into his rubrics, into his Plague Marines, um, even into the Terminators, because he didn't have the Dark Apostle um, for, the, as I said, the transit and the no rerolls, I think execution in that game let me down. But that's, that's taken nothing away from Michael. As I said, he went 4-1, clearly a very good player. Um, and the same same for my, my loss at World Eaters again. Um, if I keep the Black Knights as a 10-man brick and just play my, my core game plan and don't try and experiment in round four of a, of a major, I think <laughs> they're, they're both games that I could have won. It was just, just my execution, my own my own player awareness let me down a little bit there and a bit of, bit of brain fog and a bit of um, just trying to think too quick on the fly and be too clever in some cases. It was a great end for for Nephilim for sure. Yeah. So and ended up with a with great results for everyone, amazing experience for everyone yeah. going there. Absolutely. Alex and I checking uh, uh, BCP all the time and checking the chat constantly to mm. see how you guys Actually were performing. Bought, I bought the BCP subscription just so I could <laughs> feel like I was a part of it. Oh, does that mean I no longer have to send lists? That was like half of my life. Um, what well, we like do, the one joy I had. Maybe I don't know anymore. Can I talk about orcs now? Um, <laughs> you can. It was a really good. It actually, was good. We came for the orcs. Um, so I think the the top list guy called Mark Waterhouse came eighteenth, um, and Ian Wilson, one of the two lists that I talked about uh, in the last episode, came twenty second. So a couple of nice. really high placing four and ones. For the Orcs, and that's not necessarily surprising because when they, you know, even in a loss, they, they tend to score very highly. Mm. Yeah. Our new friend, Josh Cowlard, and a, and a Discord member, he went three and two. Um, nice. And I think he probably would have would have gone four and one had he not run into Peter, who came second yeah. in the whole tournament uh, on Deathens Hill with his Bloody Road sisters. As, as we know, Simone, sisters versus Goths is a... Is a bloody matchup. Whoever it wins, is. it's um, it's absolute mm. carnage. So, well done to all of them, and um, yeah, look forward to keeping mm. in touch with with Josh as as we go through um, into Arcs of Omen. And not only that, someone actually took a squiggoth hero. There was a squiggoth and a Morkinaut. Yeah, and the squiggoth was utterly stunning. Was I can't remember who had it, but it was, um, yeah, it was just so well painted. It was so impressive. I think it I had... saw photo. I saw photos oh. on the UKTC um, yeah. Facebook. It was great. Yes, Matt. Yeah, I was going to say the Squiggoth had like a was it a death dread or something in top of it, like as a yeah, control yeah. Oh, tower type thing. It, it yeah. was it was stunning. There were so many good stunning lists, the armies that you could mm. look at as you walk around. It was absolutely beautiful. Yeah. And yeah, aside from obviously Alex's sort of uh, event next weekend, it's sort of the end of our Team Hive Mind season, which has only been six months long. Uh, we we started as bombing 
uh, war games, which is where we tend to play at the moment for the majority of the team for our league and everything else. So we started the year playing as those to sort of build up interest, but to sort of rescue the club somewhat to sort of draw more people in, which it and did. We've done it. We've done yeah, it well. The club and was struggling after COVID, wasn't it? Really, it was really yeah, sort of yeah. numbers uh, were down, uh, much like everywhere. Yeah. So once that had sort of been achieved, and Matt deciding to run a league for forty k sort of really helped with that. We genius. decided to flip. <laughs> just Whoever flip thought that was a genius. To, yeah. What we've mentioned you already, Matt. You don't have to give yourself accolades. Um, no, we decided to switch. Better, I think. We decided to switch <laughs> to Team Hivemind. You're going to get muted or kicked. One of the two. We switched to Team Hivemind, and we've got to the end of the season, and uh, we're quite chuffed i would say uh the fact that we've hit 32nd uh team in the uk and 134th worldwide um considering most of our team don't do more than rtts or small gts we're, we're quite happy with that as a result as a team uh hopefully we can go on to bigger and better things was well, a, a good warm-up for next it year. was yeah it's a shame nottingham doesn't count towards next year as well uh <laughs> because that would have been a good start. We, so, won't Alex, ask, we won't ask James or Simone to set our goals, though, for next no. year, because James will say one and four, and uh, Simone will say, I want to be the 50th best sisters player in Kent. Or something. <laughs> yeah, and, and Matt just wants to win the LVO without going. Um, or is that your goal, Alex, actually? Let's that sounds go. like an Alex LVO, goal. That'd be good. No, no, win it without turning up. That'll be the, the real achievement. No, I'd like to turn up. So Nephilim is gone. That's it. Yay! We don't care about it anymore. <laughs> I'm gonna miss it. I'm gonna miss a little yeah, bit. Yeah, me too. I'm really um, not. <laughs> and in front of us, we got Ark of Omen with the crazy data slates and new point and everything. Some very cheap and broken Terminator I had. Mm. And um, let's see what's going to happen. Let's see how it's going to yeah. shake the matter. I have to admit, the, the biggest issue for me, I've been writing, um, I avoided it like the plague until Sunday evening and the Nottingham was over because if I got it in my head, it, it would drive me insane. Yeah. The um, building lists, when you're like, oh, cool, I'll just add a lightning claw, I'll add a thunder hammer or I'll add a plasma gun. When they're all free, and I've got 16 points to add to a list. What the hell do you spend 16 points on when it's all free? <laughs> it's been it's really worse. hard. It's worse <laughs> when you're at 2,005 points and you're like, how can I lose five points? <laughs> I, have oh, to, I was at 2,007. Mm. So I've got to lose, a, I've got to drop a redemptor. It's terrible. I mean, true first world yeah. problems here. <laughs> Hmm. <laughs> in fairness the thunder cavalry lost a thunder hammer and uh the wolf cavalry yeah thunder wolf cavalry there we go lost a thunder hammer and gained a power fist that fixed the problem but it's so bizarre mm. list writing issue um, it's funny because well, for my sister i barely change it i've yeah. done everything i change everything and then come in basically i've done everything in a loop Mm -hmm. change everything, uh, add a lot of stuff, skewing in one direction, ended up with the same list that could fit in a battalion, pretty much. Maybe an yeah. extra elite character and that's it. Yeah. Because I think that's the, the way that I play it best. And the same for my knight list, but I don't have much experience in knight, so maybe 
nice. they haven't changed at all. So they mm. only have an extra slot for uh, for the detachment, and mm. and that's it. So they haven't changed that much. But for the sister, I was queuing in many directions. I ended up with exactly the same list as before. Yeah, I'm not sure been... I'm happy about it because I've been playing that list since August, so I'm getting a bit bored about it. So let's see how it mm. goes. I, that's what excites me about Archivement is, apart from Alex and his orc still trundling on the three kill rigs, the idea of there being like the new meta, that was the thing I think that disappointed me and Matt most about Nottingham. Not the event itself or anything about it, players and everything else, it was all great, was we were really excited for that new meta, that mm. what's going on next. My favourite moment, actually, of Nottingham uh, was one of one of Team Hivemind, one of the players, was playing a guy who had been brought along as a chance to see his friends and get away from the wife and have a load of beer. He turned up. And he found out that the Nottingham event, because it was a university, we're in the sports hall, there was no beer on sale. And he hadn't driven, so he couldn't go home. He was trapped (laughs) at the event with no beer. (laughs) He was really, really frustrated. Um, I was quite happy with that. It doesn't bother me, per se. Again, the beachhead, they had two-point sort of containers on sale, which was quite dangerous. Um, Yeah, that that was quite an odd thing uh, at the event yeah that's quite unusual especially for uktc mm. because uh the uktc organizer they one of their flagship is to have nice crafted beer at mm. their event so uh, lgt yeah i can guarantee yeah. it was really, i think it was really the location nice. though because yeah. the other ones are at um sort of like event yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, sort of the equivalent of the Excel Center sort of things. The only thing I can think of in London, yeah, um, or big community center sort of things, which obviously Nottingham University isn't. But I think it's one of the larger locations that happens to be there. Um, our next RTT that Matt is running, which we actually have Zach from uh, the UKTC events, is actually coming to join. Who Matt went and said hello to whilst we're at the Nottingham GT is now full. We now have a reserve list, which is uh, quite quite a nice thing to have backup players. And we're quite looking forward to that on the 18th of Feb. So that will be something we'll probably talk a little bit about in terms of events and things like that. I think that sort of wraps up this episode, really, unless there's anything from the remaining people in the chat or you guys. I have got my high vis ready for proving grounds. You're right. <laughs> Matt loves his high bits. Um, so, yeah, that's sort of the end of this one. Um, mostly in next episode, we'll probably look at um, next season, sort of what that's looking for us once we've had a play with our lists, what we're thinking about doing, uh, what armies we might run. And, Matt? Actually, it's worth mentioning the um, the league. We've got the league starting up on the yes. 2nd of February, haven't we, at the Barming Club? So, um, yeah. our league will begin... Um, 2,000 points, five rounds, two weeks to a round to play your game. You can change lists between rounds. Yep. Um, so, yeah. It's like so an experimentation zone. So, mate. And also, because we are very active, we mm. got uh, our first TTS RTT starting soon mm. uh, for our Disco members. Doug is kindly organizing it. So, everyone that is in our Discord can, can join. Yep. So the link to the Discord, as usual, is going to be in the description. Correct me if I'm wrong, James. Yeah, you're correct. 
and um, so everyone is welcome to join us and have mm. some game practice game on um, TTS. I would read it out again as a tragedy, but I think <laughs> getting it from the description is the easiest. I so think I think so. yeah, and I think we'll probably feed back on how the league is going as a like mini mini segment because I think it's quite interesting. This weird off-brand meta is always quite interesting although at this point i think it'll be orcs plus marines and guard um again in future episode i think we're looking at episode six um so sort of mid feb end of feb for our mystery guest and so that will be interesting to sort of have that and again for discord members there will be that opportunity to join our audience um and then i think we're also going to be looking at lvo because that is coming up pretty hard and fast it is basically the last beautiful knob um the last event of the nephilim season uh because again for those people traveling and everything else changing to the new arc of omen could be quite dramatic ripping all those arms off of space marines calling your ultra marines that are blue iron hands yes that is a redemptor um it's like dealing with children um what armies we're running any events we're attending because ragnarok hobbies one of the local ones in medway are going to be joining us uh we're also ironically as these people question it uh trying to push me over an edge we're going to be looking at sort of mental health and the hobby as well because i think that is something that is vastly overlooked it is something that has a huge impact and uh, particularly events can be a very high stress uh for people that you know struggle with mental health and the hobby in itself uh because Big thing. Anything from people as we close yeah, out? Yeah, I, I just think, yeah, we'll, we'll get into it. And it is a really interesting topic. But mm. I think there are a lot of positives um, uh, to do with the hobby around mental health as well. I think it's yeah. e- extremely relaxing. Alex used to it's sit busy. at home alone for hours on end. And now he, at least he has Thursday to look forward to. And, uh, yeah, it, I think it is one of those things that it does allow people to see people um which is my big thing isn't it as a hobby oh absolutely good bit of escapism let's not spoil the the next episode come on gotta keep some teasers leave it as that this is episode three and four combined (laughs) we're just gonna keep we're never gonna stop recording this is is just 24 hours but yeah (laughs) it's uh again if you want to contact us by email so far the only email i've had is from alex which just said cock um so any other emails would be greatly appreciated which is team hive mind tactics at gmail.com team hive mind tactics at gmail.com we're also team hive mind on facebook and please look in the description for the discord because i'm not going to read it out and uh yeah thank you and see you soon bye bye everyone bye all